Hey there, and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a repeat guest, a repeat rock star. He's a good friend of mine. He's the CEO of Intransit Studios. He's also our lead web guy at Hossman Marketing. We use him to help uh, build websites for our clients. And he's also a newly kind of crowned digital nomad. And we're going to talk about that today. Eric Dingler, thank you so much for joining me, man. Hey, good to be back on DMJ and always just good to talk to you, Kirby. Absolutely, bud. So I want to dig in. This is a totally interesting story. And when you started down this path, I think I said immediately, I'm like, when this go, when this happens, I want to get together and interview you for delivering marketing joy. So your family, you and your family recently went on this epic adventure. The goal, I think, was to explore becoming what I said, a digital nomad. So first of all, tell us about this goal. Tell us about this trip and why did you do it? Sure, absolutely. So one of my leadership axioms is to shoot a bullet before a cannonball. Um, and, and the idea comes from, you know, on in the, the, the olden days on pirate ships, you know, they could only carry so many cannonballs at a time. And so you actually see these miniature uh, cannons uh, at places. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not necessarily just like to have a toy, they were a primitive targeting system. And so what they would do is they would use these scaled down versions to target in. And once they were targeted, then they would lob their very, very valuable limited resource cannonballs. Okay. Um, and so how do you, te- so it's, how do you test something before you commit to it? Mm-hmm. Um, and we do this in almost every major decision we've ever made. Well, last fall, we had decided to, it's time to, you know, um, adult and take the next step in the American process and, and buy a house. And so we met with a mortgage guy and, and he said, hey, listen, let's, I was just transitioning from full-time ministry mm-hmm. to full-time entrepreneurship and um, a little bit of a difference in living wages. <laughs> and so uh, the, the, the mortgage guy was like, dude, if you wait one more year, for another year of business tax returns. He goes, you're talking the difference between a $300,000 mortgage and a $700,000 mortgage. Wow. And uh, we we live in Virginia Beach. And so, you know, a seven, that's that's significant. Right. Um, big here. difference. Uh, big, big difference. And so we said, okay, we'll wait. So we told our realtor and they said, well, okay, that sounds great. Let, let's, let's recircle back around this in, in April. Okay. And so I went for my morning walk and I came back and told my wife, I said, um, so I was thinking, which she got that. Oh, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> my wife has that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I was like, hey, I was thinking there's n- really like our oldest son has no soccer January, February, end of March soccer starts. Like we're just going to be sitting here. So We've always talked about the idea of, you know, we had talked about getting a van and trying to do van life, but with four kids, there was no way. Um, And I said, let's test the idea of being location independent. And so we went to our landlord and said, hey, we're going to go on this this three-month trip. Uh, I I can either pay you 50% of our rent um, or we're going to move out and put everything in, in storage. And then when we get back, just rent a small apartment until we buy a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, no, that's great. I'll take 50% of rent. That just sounds easier. Okay. And uh, 
So I said, oh, and that's another leadership axiom of mine. Never say somebody's no for them. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I'll make a bold ass. Like, Hey, will you take 50% of rent? Like, and most, I remember my dad was like, no landlord's going to do that. I, I'm not going to say his no for him. I'm going to ask. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I gave the ask and he said, yeah. And so that's what we did. So we went on this. So that's the long backstory. Um, sure. So we went on this trip. We spent January and February in Istanbul, Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Istanbul because we wanted someplace with a similar climate to mm-hmm. Virginia that we were used to because we didn't want to go to a tropic mm-hmm. environment for January and February and, and miss winter and then have this romanticized idea okay. um, that we were then going to chase. So we said, let's, let's find someplace in the same, you know, uh, same climate zone as us. And then we wanted to experience a culture that was completely different. We wanted our children to experience specifically a very different religious culture. Okay. Um, and we wanted them to be out at a restaurant having dinner and see this a Muslim family out celebrating a birthday or an anniversary retirement. Like we just wanted them to see that these are people. Um, They they have a different belief that we do, but at the end of the day, they want to go home to their family. Um, So that's why we picked Turkey. We were there for two months, had a great time. And then we, we, we homeschool our children. Mm -hmm. And so we had been doing some studies on world war two and the Holocaust. So in Feb, in March, we, jumped over to the Czech Republic um, and spent a week in Prague and then loaded on, uh, got, we got uh, Eurorail passes and we train traveled um, for the next uh, five weeks through Poland. We went to Auschwitz, we went to several ghettos, and then we landed in, in Warsaw, the capital of Poland for two weeks. And we had always planned to do that, but then why we were in Istanbul the Ukraine war happened. Mm. So then we were able to convert our, the last two weeks of our trip. And we were able to do some humanitarian response with working with refugees in uh, Warsaw for our last two weeks in, in Poland. So we just kind of modified the end of our trip and it went great. So we are back home in the States. We are selling 90% of what we own. In fact, my wife is at Home Depot right now getting storage bins. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody gets one storage bin. Um, and so she's picking those up and the kids are going to start choosing what they want to put in the storage unit. And then everything else is going in a yard sale. We're selling our van. Um, we're selling everything. And June 30th, we're jumping on a plane and we're moving to Lima, Peru until November. Uh, and then we'll come back to the States for December to see family. And then in uh, January, we'll head to our next country. Wow. That's so, like I said, when I, when I, when I kind of introduced this, I said it was an epic adventure and it definitely sounds like it was an epic adventure. So, I mean, you gave me the highlights, but two questions, really. Number one, how did it go with the family and how did the kids enjoy it and all that stuff? But then I guess the second part of the question would be, how did you continue with business? How did that go? Sure. Well, you know, so when the pandemic started and we were in, in the shutdown started, we were like two weeks into quarantine life. Mm-hmm. And one day, Marissa, uh, that's my wife. She looked at me and she goes, what does it say about our family that what everybody calls quarantine life, we just call it Tuesday, <laughs> you know, like nothing's changed. Like I used to do some sales meetings out of the house, but even then I was running pretty much video and, um, 
and stuff like that. And we had always, we always homeschooled our kids. And so really nothing changed. Um, We started washing our groceries before we brought them in the house. (laughs) Like that was the, that was the biggest difference for, for us because that's what you did at the time. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, so going over there, the kids, they loved, I mean, they, they are, are, so we have two adopted children and two biological children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we were the most concerned with our two adoptive children, just mm-hmm. adjust like adjusting and, and they, they thrived. They okay. did great. Um, our two bio children, our oldest daughter, um, our oldest bio daughter was, she's a social butterfly. So she was really nervous about the friendships, mm-hmm. um, which I understand. Yeah. But honestly, like my wife and I kept telling her, we, we understand where, where, where you're coming from, honey, but like, we are not close friends with anybody we went to middle school or high school with. Like right. we know people from there, but it's not like that's our, and I don't know hardly anybody that that's still their core social group once they right. become an adult. Right. Um, so, but then she started discovering how she could make friends on Roblox and play with. And so she now, last night I walked in, I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm playing a game with that girl we met at the park in London. <laughs> That's so okay. cool. Yeah. So she's fine now, you know, yeah. so she loves it. Um, and so our kids just thrived. Um, our kids used to be deathly afraid of roller coasters. We went to Bush Gardens this, this last Sunday um, and they all rode their roller coasters. Mm. And so you, my wife and I were like, wow, the confidence they gained in mm. three months. That's interesting. Um, was was fantastic. So it was really good. From a business perspective, um, I learned a lot. I tested a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what I learned was a lot of what you told me is true, even though okay. I thought I could improve on it. <laughs> um, so asynchronous sales do not work. Does not work. <laughs> okay. um, you can't make you get you can't make great sales with back and forth video. Mm. Um, you got to have that. And you have said, Kirby, I, I mean, I, I've heard you probably say it a half a dozen times. There's no money hiding behind your desk. That's right. Um, and, and, and you, you are constantly talking activity. It's, it's all about that activity, that activity, that activity. Um, and so I learned that, that, so I just had to adjust. So the reason we picked Lima, Peru for the rest of this year is it puts me in the same time zone as our clients. Mm, big deal. Um, is significant. Yeah. Now, luckily, because of the because of the pandemic, all of my clients are used to still having meetings via Zoom now. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's second nature. So nobody really expects the in person sales meeting. They uh, most of my clients pref- and even prospects and leads actually prefer video still, which is great because mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of them are working from home. Yeah. So totally. it works. Totally. Yep. Um. So that was the the big thing I learned. Service delivery was fine. It okay. was really challenging to do sales. Okay. Um, so I'm having to adjust to that. But I think I think your point is well taken that you like the the challenge is really just being able to go back and forth in real time. And so Zoom does solve that. The reality was it like again in the interest of transparency for those listening to this, Eric is our lead developer. We work through Eric. Well, you were not in Coshocton, Ohio, 99.9% of the time when you were in Virginia, we were doing it this way. But I think 
you know, uh, it's it was the time zone change that I would think that would make that harder because then all of a sudden you'd have to do that at two in the morning. Well, that's not exactly a, the the kind of lifestyle you probably want to lead, I would guess. <laughs> exactly. And the whole idea of doing this is to build a lifestyle we don't need a vacation from. Yeah. Um, and, and so I don't want to be working, you know, from four o'clock in the afternoon to three o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, so we've, we've got a plan now, like, so this, the rest of this year, I'm just, you know, we, we were, we were, the team was able to grow. We hired another tech support. So that has freed me up completely from helping with deliverables. And now I can just focus on sales. And within the next six months, we hope to hire a full-time uh, sales rep, customer service rep type position mm-hmm. that is here in the States. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to be able to focus just on running the business and working with the team because we're going to spend all of next year in South South America and and Central America. So all of 2023. But in 2024, we want to be able to head to Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm giving myself the rest of this year and all of next year to get the business to the point where it's operating without me. Mm -hmm except for coaching the team. Yeah, no, that, that's, I, I, it's really interesting, Eric. And, and like, I, you know, when you told me about you were going to do this, I, I find it completely fascinating, but the reality of it is you just never know how an adventure like this is going to go. So I'm excited to hear that it went really well overall. So I guess as somebody hears this, who's listening to it and they're like, Hmm, that sounds interesting. I would like to, at least I would like to shoot the bullet before the cannonball. I'd like to try this. Do you have any advice for someone who is interested in exploring this digital mat nomad lifestyle? Uh, lots and lots of advice here. <laughs> uh, if, 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 you, yeah, if you're in the sale, the primary sales position, stay in the same time zone. Um, but Go to like the reason we love Lima, Istanbul, um, Bulgaria is another great country, um, Bali. There's so many places around the world, but like in Istanbul, because of the fact that all of my clients pay me in US dollars, and then I'm converting that to local currency to live on, the the exchange rate. multiplies our income dramatically, you know? So we would go out to eat the six of us, our our family of six would go out to eat and dinner would cost us 15, $18. And we're talking, yeah, we're talking delicious, amazing food. Um, And so the, the power of the dollar is just, and these countries, it, it, it just goes so far. Um, So on our return, we spent the last week in Paris and London. Mm-hmm. We spent more in one week on accommodations and food than we did the entire three months up to that point. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, um, and the other thing you have to think about is now, now that week we were a little bit more on vacation, nice. but you're not going on vacation. Mm-hmm. You're taking your life. And you're moving it from these four walls to inside those four walls. Okay. So we still bought groceries and, you know, it, now we did eat out a lot, but, you know, in Virginia, we eat out once, twice a month, okay. um, you know, or we'll grab, you know, really 
cheap something, you know, in between soccer matches and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but we have a food budget, you know, and our, our food budget for a family of six is $1,200. You know, it's only $200 a person for the month. That's, right. I mean, that's a tight food budget. Um, we just said that's still our food budget. Well, when you go to a country where the exchange rate is so high, $1,200, we could eat out four or five times a week. Mm. And it, and it was, you know, we were still within our budget. Okay. We, we took our housing expense. We divided it by 30. That was our, that had to be our average nightly Airbnb cost. Um, so that's, we just, we just said, we're going to, we're going to take this. It's, it's not a, you're not on vacation. You can't treat it. You couldn't. Well, if you could, great. We can't afford to live (laughs) as if we're on perpetual vacation. Right. Um, so that's, that's the big thing. And then find some place new, uh, if you're testing it, uh, don't go to a romantic, like don't go to Costa Rica. Cause you're right. going to love it. Cause it's Costa Rica. Um, <laughs> and not because it's your family loves living digital nomad. Okay. Um, so yeah. And that's- get on, get on Instagram. There's a, a small, but strong community of digital nomads on Instagram. So that's a good place to jump off. That's good stuff, man. I'm excited for you. And uh, I'm excited to, to, you know, to see the next adventure. And obviously, and, you know, in the interest of transparency, as my friend, I'm excited that you're going to be within, you know, a pretty close time zone so we can actually hop on more Zoom calls yeah. and see each other. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is definitely better. But if, and if people want, um, follow us on Instagram um, at family of dashes. Um, and we're, we we're very, transparent and open, you know, cause there's a lot of things you got to figure out with insurance and cell phones and, mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So we're just documenting all of that on our Instagram channel, family of dashes. Cool. Well, thanks for doing this, bud. I appreciate it. We'll have to do it again sometime. Okay. You bet. All right. That's going to wrap up this edition of delivering marketing joy. We'll see you next time.